0: Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, it's a day of new. New iPads Pro, new MacBooks Air, new Macs Mini, and more bye-bye to butterfly keyboards. A new transcribe for Android, a new design overhaul for Slack, all the specs for the new PlayStation 5, and why Cameo is a new app to keep your eye on. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Apple did that thing this morning where it just up and releases a whole bunch of new products without the fanfare of an event or a formal launch, just a press release. Three big updates, but let's start with the new iPad Pro because that's available to order today starting at $799. The headline-making updates include a full three-camera array, including a new LiDAR sensor for depth sensing, a backlit keyboard with trackpad, and in fact, it's a whole new keyboard with a whole new configuration, quoting The Verge. Both the 11-inch and 12.9-inch sizes look identical to last year's models, but there's a new processor and new camera system inside them both. Apple's headline feature is that it has a LiDAR scanner to go along with its camera for depth sensing and AR, but what most people are going to notice is that very new keyboard that you can get with it. The keyboard unfolds and elevates the iPad to a more comfortable viewing position. It also has a trackpad on it. Apple says, rather than copying the experience from macOS... Trackpad support has been completely reimagined for iPad. As users move their fingers across the trackpad, the pointer elegantly transforms to highlight user interface elements, end quote. Apple is calling it a Magic Keyboard, matching the branding it recently used on the redesigned and improved MacBook keyboard. It is backlit, supports USB-C pass-through charging, and has a smooth angle adjustment. Unfortunately, it won't be available until May but it will be compatible with last year's iPad Pros as well. And speaking of, unfortunately, it will cost a whopping $299 for the 11-inch model and $349 for the 12.9-inch version. As for the iPad Pro itself, Apple has historically had a lot of extra power in the processor, and that appears to be no different this time. Apple calls it the A12Z bionic chip, with eight cores in the GPU, and Apple isn't shy about saying that it is, quote, more powerful than most Windows PC laptops. The company also made a twee ad for it, along the lines of its classic, what's a computer ad? Battery life is estimated at 10 hours, and it supports gigabit LTE, but not 5G, end quote. That lack of 5G support certainly is eyebrow-raising. Not because 5G is necessary right now. Again, 5G coverage is nowhere near ubiquitous yet. But this is the year of 5G coming to the iPhone, so that is an interesting omission. The mentioned three-camera array on the back looks identical to the setup on the iPhone 11 Pro, though the difference on the iPad now is, again, a LiDAR sensor. Beefing up the camera on iPads Pro has been coming for a while now, to try to bring it in line with the iPhone lineup, and it has been more than 500 days since the iPad Pro lineup itself had been updated, so this whole thing is kind of overdue. Colors are silver or gray, there are 128GB, 256GB, 512GB, and 1TB storage options, and if you fully maxed out everything and added the pretty expensive Magic Keyboard, your total bill of sale would be 1998 bucks. Details also came out this morning that Apple is planning to add full trackpad support to all iPads if they're running iPad OS 13.4. They're going to do this on March 24th. After that date, you can connect your iPad, any iPad if it's updated, to a Magic Mouse 2, Magic Trackpad 2, or even third-party mice via Bluetooth or USB. As Tom Warren tweeted, Apple eight years ago. You can converge a toaster and a refrigerator, but it won't please anyone. Apple in 2020? The iPad is now a laptop. But wait, there's more. Apple has launched a new MacBook Air with a magic keyboard. Let me translate that from Apple doublespeak again. Scissor-style keys. Butterfly, be gone. Get behind me, Satan. Satan. It's also got a 13-inch Retina display, Touch ID, and 10th-gen Intel Core CPUs, all starting at $999, and they are available now from Apple's website, which of course is your only option because Apple's stores are currently closed. Quoting TechCrunch, Apple's perennial favorite Thin and Light promises up to double the performance from Apple's numbers, courtesy of the new Silicon. Configurable to up to a 1.2GHz quad-core Core Core i7, with turbo boost up to 3.8GHz. The default configuration is a 1.1GHz dual-core Intel Core i3. That's bolstered by Intel Iris Plus graphics, which the company says are up to 80% faster than their predecessor. The systems start at 256GB of storage, Double the previous model. That's configurable up to two terabytes SSD. Both configurations sport eight gigabytes of RAM. End quote. And last but certainly not least, Apple has updated the Mac Mini as well with double the storage capacity in standard configurations, with the $799 configuration now coming with 256 gigabytes of SSD. Quoting Apple Insider, Nothing else appears to have changed in the Mac Mini other than the default flash storage, but Apple's latest update means you can get a new Mac Mini at the same price with twice the storage. For the standard $799 model, you'll get 256 gigabytes of storage with an Intel i3 processor, and the $1,099 model now has $500. 5- 12 gigabytes of storage with an Intel i5 processor. Additional configurations include higher storage and better processors. A model with an Intel i7 processor, maxed out storage at two terabytes and 64 gigabytes of RAM retails for $2,899. End quote. Again, online only ordering for obvious reasons, but orders placed today will ship on Friday, the 20th. Google Translate has debuted Transcribe for Android, letting users transcribe conversations in real-time across eight languages. And yes, they have plans to eventually bring this to iOS, quoting VentureBeat. Transcribe will begin by rolling out support for eight languages in the coming days. English, French, German, Hindi, Portuguese, Russian, Spanish, and Thai. With Transcribe, Translate is now capable of translating classroom or conference lectures with no time limits, whereas before, speech-to-text AI and Translate lasted no longer than a word, phrase, or sentence. Google plans to bring Transcribe to iOS devices at an unspecified date in the future. This is the latest real-time speech-to-text AI from Google. News today follows the announcement that Google Assistant now has the ability to read or translate 43 languages from a website with simple voice commands. Both the text-reading feature for Google Assistant and Transcribe for Translate were first previewed by Google in January. The new Transcribe feature utilizes the Live Transcribe speech engine coupled with Cloud Tensor processing units to potentially deliver multiple updates to a translation every second. Google open-sourced Live Transcribe last year to enable developers to convert long portions of speech into text and encourage projects for people who are hearing impaired." Zocdoc.com/slash/techmeme and download the Zocdoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Zocdoc.com/slash/techmeme. Zocdoc.com/slash/techmeme. With everybody fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee, so get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Maybe you noticed Slack has introduced a new design with a new navigation bar. Collapsible sections within the sidebar, improved ways to respond to threads and mentions, and a whole bunch more. Quote, this is the largest redesign in Slack's history, explains Ethan Iceman, vice president of design at Slack, in an interview with The Verge. We've taken a lot of the historical features and reorganized them in a way that makes them much more apparent in the right way and simple to use. That was very much the goal of this process, end quote. Slack's new redesign all starts with the sidebar. The biggest change is that messages, channels, and apps will all now support grouping into collapsible sections within the Slack sidebar. That means, if you're working on a project that has certain channels and group DM conversations, then you can nest them all under one handy section and drag and drop it to exactly where you want it to be in the sidebar. Unfortunately, the new sidebar sections feature will only be available on paid Slack plans, not free versions. There's also a big new compose button in the sidebar that works as a universal way to start a message anywhere in Slack. You can start drafting a message as a DM or straight into a Slack channel, and Slack will load in the relevant message history within the draft view before you hit send. Searching for people or channels and reacting to threads and mentions has always been a little clunky in Slack, but that's also greatly improved now. There's a new section in the sidebar for people and mentions and reactions. Both were buried away before, and you'll now be able to quickly see mentions or channel pings and find people you want to DM. You'll even be able to customize the width of the sidebar and tweak its color with 11 new themes. A new top navigation bar also helps with search in Slack and lets you switch between channels and search. You can navigate back and forth within Slack using the new navigation bar so you can quickly flick between channels and DMs. It even supports keyboard shortcuts or mouse buttons that you'd usually use for navigating back in a web browser, end quote. There's also a slew of minor UI changes to channels, panes, menus, preferences, and more. There's generally more white space throughout. The overall effect serves to make the app feel a tad less cluttered, which, frankly, was necessary. Most of today's changes are rolling out today to desktop first. Slack says that's because everyone is working remotely right now, so they wanted to get this out the door first but changes to the mobile app are coming in the coming weeks. Fast on the heels of the Xbox Series X details, Sony held a video event today outlining the full PlayStation 5 specs. Drumroll, please. A custom 8-core AMD Zen 2 CPU, a custom GPU based on AMD's RDNA 2 with 10.28 teraflops, Based on 36 compute units running at up to 2.23 gigahertz, 16 gigabytes of RAM, and a custom 825 gigabyte SSD, quoting Polygon. While the technical capabilities of the PS5's hardware fall short of the 12 teraflops of GPU performance that Microsoft is packing into the Xbox Series X, the next gen consoles will not be defined solely by raw power output. For one thing, the PS5's processing hardware is much more efficient than the PS4's, so a single compute unit delivers more performance. Sony said that the PS5's 36 compute units are roughly equivalent to 56 PS4 compute units, since the PS5 compute units have 62% more transistors. The PS5 will offer hardware acceleration for real-time ray tracing and will support gaming in 4K resolution at up to 120 frames per second, and the console will be fully backward-compatible with PS4 games, although Sony has not yet provided details on how that will work, end quote. As always, if you want a more in-depth breakdown of all of this, head over to the Gaming Ride Home podcast to see what Kyle has to say. From the interesting Rising Company file... Marker has a profile-up of Cameo, a marketplace that lets fans pay for personalized videos from celebrities. Cameo has, in the last 15 months, grown from 20 to 125 employees. Marker explains how Cameo has turned from a crazy idea that a bunch of college friends had a few years ago, quote, about making more money for second-rate celebs, into a thriving two-sided market, that has caught the attention of VCs, Hollywood, and professional sports. In June, Cameo raised $50 million in Series B funding, led by Kleiner Perkins, which recently began funding more early-stage startups, to boost marketing, expand into international markets, and staff up to meet the growing demand. In the past 15 months, Cameo has gone from 20 to 125 employees and moved from a 825-square-foot home base in the 1871 Technology Incubator into its current 6,000-square-foot digs in Chicago's popping West Loop. Cameo customers have purchased more than 560,000 videos from some 20,000 celebs and counting, including 80s star Steve Gutenberg and sports legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And now, when the masses find themselves in quarantined isolation, looking for levity, distractions, and any semblance of the human touch, sending each other personalized videograms from the semi-famous has never seemed like a more pitch-perfect offering. The product itself is as simple as it is improbable. For a price the celeb sets, anywhere from $5 to $2,500, famous people record video shoutouts, a.k.a. cameos, that run for a couple of minutes and then are delivered via text or email. Most cameo videos are booked as private birthday or anniversary gifts, but a few have gone viral on social media. Even if you don't know cameo by name, there's a good chance you caught Bam Majera of MTV's Jackass delivering an I Quit message on behalf of a disgruntled employee, or Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath dumping some poor dude on behalf of the guy's girlfriend. Don't feel too bad for the dumpy. The whole thing was a joke. From the beginning, Cameo set out not just to bring fans closer to their famous folk heroes, but to reimagine the very definition of fame. Until now, no company has been better able to tap into, graph, and monetize what fame means in Instagrammy, influencer-saturated 2020. And in less than three years, Cameo has managed to crack something much more complex, the ever-elusive supply-and-demand-side marketplace that very few businesses like Airbnb, eBay, and Etsy have ever been able to pull off. End quote. Some celebrities are apparently earning as much as six figures in a good month on Cameo. The king of Cameo right now is comedian Gilbert Gottfried. But if you want a shout out from Polly Shore, Snoop Dogg, James Vanderbeek, Real Housewives Stars, or even Hot Lips Houlihan from MASH, Cameo is your go-to service. The only rules are no nudity, no hate speech, no incitements to violence. Here's a quote from Gilbert. I always have this dream that my parents could come back for one day and my father, who owned a Coney Island hardware store, working with his hands for barely any customers, would ask me what I'm up to, says Gottfried. I'd say, well, I worked about 30 minutes today, talking into a phone, made 4500 bucks, and now I'm exhausted and need to take a nap, end quote. But of course, imagine that whole paragraph in Gilbert Gottfried's voice. So I messed up a bit. I ordered all of the components of my entire recording setup to be delivered to my home to set up here, but I forgot the XLR to USB audio interface gizmo. So that's why you're still hearing the suboptimal audio quality on today's show. But also, remember how I said Amazon is now prioritizing delivery of essential items only? I think that maybe my gizmo is caught in this net because originally it said it was going to be delivered Tuesday and now it's saying Saturday. So maybe things will sound normal next week at some point. Talk to you tomorrow.